Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day because I know I am. Because a day is a day that the Lord hath made. And we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. You know, have you ever felt like what love feels like? You know, what love, what being loved actually truly feels like? You know, I have, and there's multiple instances when I thought I was in love. You know, you know for instance, when um, a girl comes up to you, or a, for me, when a girl comes up to me and I start getting all red and all blushy, and, and next thing you know, I'm starting to get my words like mixed around, I can't get over myself, and... And then, you know, when I try to talk to the girl, then I just sometimes mess up my speech and thinking, you know, I promise you I'm not drunk. <laughs> you know, uh, I promise you it's not five o'clock um, because I don't drink number one. And I think it's interesting because, you know, there's a big difference between what love feels like. You know, and a lot of us are missing that in this day and age. You know, what love feels like when we are as disciples and as Christians. You know, I think that's another thing that we also have to look at is what love feels like under what God shows you. You know, and with this in mind, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper to know what, um, what you know, what the Bible says in John chapter 4. Or, yeah, First John chapter 4. All of for a matter of fact, because I think it's important that we just take a look at the whole thing and understand the context. With this in mind, let's start off with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. May you guide us and protect us, Lord. I pray that you give us a sense of love. You know, a love that is a cherishable, a love that, you know, fills our hearts, warms our hearts, especially when we are coming around the holiday season and what love feels like. You know, may you protect us as we go out into this day. And I protect anyone that is battling the cold, that you may just uh, allow them to stay warm, especially during the times. And Lord, may you guide us as we go out into the world so that we can love others by impacting with the community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we're in First John chapter 4. And it states, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh of, is not of God. And this is a spirit of the Antichrist. <clears throat> which you have heard was coming and is now already among us or in the world. So I'm going to reread the verses chapter 2 and 3 because I think it's important to get better understanding. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming 
and is now already in the world or among us. But you are of God, a little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He knows he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. And amen. But beloved, <clears throat> let us love one another, for love for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I'm going to reread that again because I think it's important to get a better understanding, um, especially in this day and age. Because he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this in this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is, and this is love. Not that we love God, but that, we, that, <clears throat> but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, in God, in him. Verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he loved us he first loved us. Verse 20. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. You know, I find that to be interesting because I have broken couple I have broken the first commandment in this. 
you know, of loving your brother or loving your sister. I've, you know, it's the famous phrase, loving the unlovable. That is a phrase that I have faltered and I have stumbled daily. And a matter of fact, I stumbled 10 minutes before coming on this podcast. Because it's so hard to love the people that go against God deliberately. And it's so hard to love people that when you share the word of Christ to them, when you do an act of kindness, when you give your resources and when you allocate your funds to them, and they go around and pretty much urinate it away. And it's a little bit disheartening, you know, because it's something like, man, I thought I, thought I loved you, man. You know, or when you, when you help out a person, and they're going through addiction. Now, don't get me wrong, addiction is an illness. And you try your best. You know, you help your brother and sister through it. And when they falter, when they fall back on it, you just are distraught by it and you're heartbroken by it. And all you go up to them and say, you know what? For me, I just tell the individual, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Because I thought, you know, they're good. you are better than this. You know, it's a big disappointment to see where you're at now. Now let's come together and let's work together to get you out of this again, out of this uh, this addiction or this relapse that you're in. And so it's interesting. We go out. And so that's why for us it's a lot harder to love others. And God shows us love and mercy when we don't deserve it. So for instance, we sometimes feel, feel um, abandonment shame, and fear. And surely Mary felt these emotions as she and her brother um, uh, far, far from home looked for a place to stay. So I'm sure that Mary was fearful and she was shameful because number one, at that time she was 16. No, I'm guessing she was 15 to 16 years old and she was pregnant. And she was shameful because of what others of what other older women would have thought of that because she was not married, number one. But she was married, but by the time she was married, she was married to a shepherd. Now, don't get me wrong, shepherds back in the day were the bottom of the totem pole in the status quo. And she was fear. She had fear because she wondered, is she going to find a place to stay? Is she going to find, you know, a place to give birth? She was fearful of it. And so every time a door closed, they were turned away. The situation seemed to be desperate at that point. And that's where they looked upon a, a barn. And she and <clears throat> she knew she was already she was ready to deliver when they made their bed in the stable. So when they found the stable, they knew that she was ready. I'm pretty sure her water broken was within a matter of seconds. Or did the realization come upon her suddenly in the night? We don't know. Straw nettling her back, sweet um, sweat behind her neck, nausea, labor pains. These are just a few sensations Mary may have felt in the lead up to the, uh, to the first Christmas. Childbirth is a wonderful thing, don't get me wrong, but nothing about it is comfortable whatsoever. I, I mean, it's... I, I mean, I've never gone through birth, and I know that men cannot get pregnant, so I don't know what men go through, and um, I don't know what, because if you're a biological man, which we are all, last my check, there's two genders, male and female, 
The only people that give birth are biological women. I feel bad for the women at birth because I know that when the water breaks, that's when um, the dilation happens. And I mean, to me, I'd probably just pass out because I'd be afraid. And probably like not in disgust, but I'd be afraid. But at the same time, it's a blessing because you see God's hand at work. On our hardest days, all right, it's not easy to feel God's love by any means. We may feel pain, doubt, confusion, or despair because we cannot understand what God is doing. When our circumstances gets worse instead of better, we may question whether God loves us or whether if he is still um, loves us or whether if he has left us. But I don't know if Mary questioned God that night in Bethlehem as she pushed through contractions. And I'm sure there were contractions and I thought, I'm sure there were uh, labor pains. But I do know she was experiencing God's love in an exponentially deeper than anything that could ever be felt. She was giving birth to the Savior who would save her uh, from her sins. What did that experience feel like? It felt like pain by a long, long shot. And the Bible is full of stories of believers who looked like they had been forgotten by God when in reality they were living through a, cru- a crucial part of his salvation plan. Consider the stories of Joseph, Hannah, David, Daniel, Esther, and Elijah just for a start. The very circumstances that might have been uh, have made them feel ab- abandoned by God <clears throat> were orchestrated by him to show his covenant-keeping love to the people of Israel. So we expect love to feel warm, comforting, and reassuring, and gooey, and uh, cuddling up like under the blankets on a cold winter night. That's what we feel love. And we also feel love that knowing that we are safe and uh, secure. And one day it will, but now, but not in this time, not in our lifetime. As Mary gave birth to Jesus, she was feeling the labor pains that came into the world through the curse of sin. Genesis 3.16, when uh, Eve betrayed God's command and Jesus or God said that you will forever feel the labor pains. But the baby she bore would reverse the curse so that one day there will be no more tears of pain. When we feel pain, sorrow, bewilderment, or helplessness, we haven't been forgotten by God. God's love for you is not based on your feelings or your circumstances. It's based on his unchanging character, which is always good. The evidence of that God is a gift of his beloved son, the baby Mary cradled in her arms. Amen and amen. And that is the true love that God shows us on um, day in and day out. And that also God shows us that he gives us an opportunity when we don't deserve it. With this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us together.
Lord, <clears throat> I am so blessed that you have given us an opportunity to show love, what love is. You know, it's hard to understand what love is when we don't go through it each day. And Lord, it's hard to understand what true love is when we live in a sinful world. When we live in a world that depravity is ravaging the world, ravaging our communities, Lord. We don't really understand what love is. But Lord, I pray that you give us a sense of love, what a little love looks like, by impacting somebody's life, by showing that we care for them, by impacting um, and changing someone's life in a positive way because you are a sovereign God. Lord, may you guide us as we go out into this world. Protect us as we witness to other people because we are your children. May you guide us and protect us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can feel the everlasting love and that we can just feel your gracious mercy upon us and that we won't have to fear, we won't have to fear the pain of loneliness, pain of despair, and pain of labor pains. Or pain of passing a kidney stone for guys. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.